Happy Families podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And her response to me was, it doesn't matter what the house looks like if the people in the house aren't nice. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. I'm a bit embarrassed about this, but we made a little bit of a blunder. On Tuesday, we were supposed to do a listener question and we talked about awesome toys and games and we forgot the listener question. <laughs> you do get a bit excited every now and again. Every now and again, I might get a little bit excited. And so we are going to make up for that by doing our listener question from Tuesday today, even though it's Thursday, please forgive us. For half the nation, it's just another day, no problem. But for the people who are in lockdown, New South Wales, ACT, Victoria, and our New Zealand friends as well, it's really confusing. When we do what we should do on Tuesday, <laughs> on Thursday... <laughs> Hopefully they were wearing their weekday socks or something. No, which dad is. Yeah, blue socks for Wednesday, (laughs) green socks for the – Hey, my name's Dr. Justin Coulson. We haven't introduced ourselves. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad to have you here. Are Uh, you going to introduce me? I'm getting there. I'm I'm Justin and – Well, I'm Kylie. Thanks for introducing yourself. I I was going to get there, I promise. We're the parents of six daughters aged from grade one through to moved out and married – uh, we've got another one who's... Don't say that with so much delight. <laughs> hey, it's something to look forward to. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Life has never been better than when the children move out of home. Uh, <laughs> we've we, only got five to go. I'm a parenting expert. I'm supposed to be telling you how much. Love them every minute that they're there and then smile and enjoy the fact that... And love that them even more when they're gone. <laughs> and welcome them home when they come back. Uh, <laughs> we should talk about stuff that matters because um, otherwise we could just talk about this for for the rest of the podcast and and that might annoy some people so let's get serious for a second every tuesday we do listener questions but today's not tuesday today's thursday (laughs) so we're doing a thursday listener uh what would you call it dilemma challenge uh difficulty and this one is actually a little bit unusual because it's not from a parent have a listen to this question that we received anonymously we're even disguising the voice of this person so that nobody can be known to anyone Hey Justin and Kylie, I love the podcast. I'm 24 years old, I'm a nanny of a young family. They have two beautiful children under the age of 10. They've recently moved into the most beautiful home I've ever seen. The reason for me reaching out is both children are struggling with behavioural issues. I think it's because their parents are never home. They both work incredibly long hours, they earn lots of money, hence the beautiful house. But what does it all mean if the kids aren't happy? My question is around how to find the perfect balance in family life. Wow, this is a tricky one. I'm going to be really interested to see where you steer this conversation. Oh, so I'm steering the co- I thought you would have had some ideas. I mean, you've spent a lot of time dealing with young children, early childcare. You've, you've spent a lot of time watching parents. Uh, initial observations from you? I, I mean, I love hearing your insights. I don't actually think this has anything to do with money and affluence. Mm. Mm. My feeling is that when our children act out – there are fundamental needs that are not being met and that number one need would be connection. Yeah, yeah, that's a a beautiful insight. Emotional availability to our children. So I I think that it's really easy to draw a straight line between parents who are chasing the dollar and children behaving in challenging ways. What my sense is is that regardless of what you're doing, if you have misplaced values, that is if your values are not related to helping to meet the needs of your growing children, then you're going to have challenges and challenging behaviour with those children. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. But I don't even think it's that either. I think that there is a whole range of reasons why you might not be able to meet your children's needs. And I think it's really important to kind of recognise that 
this conversation isn't about guilt mm. at all. We don't want anyone feeling guilty, but an acknowledgement that when our kids' emotional needs aren't being met, that we often see this kind of behaviour come out. So let's talk about where challenging behaviour can come from. In, in some cases, it can come from parents who are completely ignoring their kids. It can come from parents who are indulging their kids and who are focused in the wrong areas. So Mary Poppins comes to mind. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've got uh, what? What were the name of the parents in Mary Poppins? Well, it was the Banks family, and the children were Jane and Michael. They lived in seventeen Cherry, Cherry Tree, Cherry Tree Lane. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and, and so, so you've got a family who are completely divorced from their children. Uh, focused on money and being social and doing all the prim and proper things and having the status. So there, there is that, and th- and that's probably the archetypal over-exaggeration of what's really going on. I don't think that there's a lot of parents in the world who are really behaving like that, intentionally ignoring the needs of their children and bringing in hired help so that they can have children but have no responsibility around that. Certainly not listeners to this podcast and not the families that are engaging with us on our Happy Families um, Facebook page, for example. But there's other reasons that um, parents can struggle to meet the needs of their kids and have challenging behaviour. Sometimes parents don't know how. It hasn't been modelled to them. Sometimes they might have their own mental health issues and challenges. Sometimes the children may just be really challenging in spite of the parents' best efforts to be there for them. In this case, obviously, there is a bit of a time issue, though, and I I think we need to acknowledge that that may, in this case, be part of the problem. Kylie, I remember years ago when I'd just finished my PhD and I was talking with a family. uh, In fact, I was talking with a teenage girl in a family that was falling apart, and they had just finished building a gorgeous home right near the beach in a really prestigious area. The, 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 the mum and the stepdad had invested everything that they had. Like we're talking vast sums of money to create this gorgeous house. And as I was talking to this girl who was dealing with a pretty depressed state, I said to her, what are you looking forward to? She said, nothing. I said, what about that amazing house that your family have just built? And her response to me was, it doesn't matter what the house looks like if the people in the house aren't nice. She was crying out for that attention. She was crying out for that connection that you've just described. I say it all the time, just like dollars are the currency of our economy, connection is the currency of our relationships. So an interesting place to start. I think, you you said kids have got these needs. I think it would be interesting to get really clear on specific needs that children have. Let's do that right after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're delving into a little bit of an issue with behaviour. Yeah, when children are behaving in challenging ways, what's behind it? Is it the fact that parents are emotionally unavailable, disconnected? Is it something going on with the children? Could it be a combination of both? Or is it something completely different again? I reckon, as I've thought about this question, uh, and you've been talking and I've been talking, I've jotted down five needs that I think cannot be ignored if we want to have children who are going to flourish and do well. Five needs. And I'd love to walk through them. Sounds great. What's number one? Ongoing nurturing relationships. It's It's connection. Yeah, it's exactly what you said at the outset. How connected are we to our kids? How connected are our kids to us? It goes both ways. And if we can build that connection, that's at the heart of it. So I'm thinking of children who are in lockdown. 
and families who are struggling, or maybe even families that aren't in lockdown, but just struggling for connection, whether the kids are two or in their teens, what do you reckon are the best ways to connect? I mean, we've got six daughters and they're at every age from married down to grade one. What do you think are the best ways that we've connected with our kids over the years? Our kids will all say hands down one-on-one time is their absolute love. They crave it. They crave it, yeah. And whether it's going for a walk around the block or playing a board game or wrestling on the bed or reading a storybook. I had to go and get some lawnmower fuel the other day and one of the kids just wanted to get in the car and come with me to get lawnmower fuel. And I'm like, I'm just going to get petrol and it's going to be a couple of minutes. And they're like, yeah, I want to come. They, They just crave that connection, don't they? And that just proves it doesn't matter how much time either. Mm. We often think we've got to give them these huge chunks of time, but it, it's not necessarily about the amount. It's that they feel seen, heard and valued while ever they're in your space. Yeah. And even if that's only a minute. The second idea that really ties in neatly with this question that we've had from our anonymous listener is the need for developmentally appropriate experiences. See, these two kids in this particular situation are under the age of 10. And when I when I hear a story like that, I think kids don't regulate their emotions or their behaviours particularly well before at least the age of eight or nine anyway. And so, yes, it's true that perhaps the ongoing nurturing relationships that these kids need are not being satisfied. But there's also a developmental reality here. These kids are young, they're still learning, they've got their L plates on and they're learning how to negotiate relationships, negotiate life. So I reckon we don't want to be too judgy on any parent, especially at any time for any reason, but particularly when the kids are young. What's the third one? The third need that every child has is a need for limit setting and structure and clear expectations. And this is where those three E's of effective discipline come in that I talk about all the time. We've got to spend time exploring our kids' world so that they feel validated and understood, but we've also got to spend time explaining what our expectations are and why before we move to an empowering moment where we say, so how are we going to solve this so that we can live and socialize appropriately within the boundaries that are right? It's interesting. This is a funny one because so often we think that if we've got too much structure around our kids' routines, that they're going to flip Mm. because they just want to be able to do what they want to do. Yeah, total freedom. Yeah. But the reality is that when we provide structure and routine around their day while giving them autonomy within that structure, we actually give them security and they feel safe because it's predictable. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Kids need boundaries. They actually want boundaries, even though they push against them. If you don't give them something to push against, they don't actually get stronger and and they really, really do need that. You'll also know that um, those first three things really go together, right? So the need for an ongoing nurturing relationship, we've got to be able to set those limits and those boundaries, that structure, those expectations in the context of an ongoing nurturing relationship. You can't just say, I'm the parent, that's why, because there's no ongoing nurture happening there. It's key, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also got to be developmentally appropriate because the rules that we have for a three-year-old have to be different to the rules that we have for a 16-year-old, although some parents might think not <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. They could both go a little bit crazy. Uh, the The fourth one that I want to mention is there is an, an absolute need for physical protection. Kids have that need, and as parents, we've got to be present enough in their lives or have somebody else in their lives that's sufficiently present to be able to keep them safe. And the fifth one is, hey, can I, can I do a bonus one? I, I've just thought of another one. 
You can't help yourself. I can't help myself. Okay, so there's six, not five. The fifth one is that they need to have experiences that are tailored to their individual needs. Like you can't just say, well, I was a swimmer and so all the kids are going to do swimming lessons and they're all going to be swimmers. Or I was a, um, I'm always fascinated when you watch the sporting pedigree that comes through families, you'll see somebody that was a champion cyclist or a champion rugby league player or AFL player or swim, uh, swimmer or whatever it is, and their kids grow up to be the same. And most of the time, the parents will actually say, I tried really hard to convince them to go in a different direction, but this is what they gravitated to. And in that case, I think you go, you. I mean, that's just fantastic. But every now and again, you'll come across somebody who's like, this is what I did. I was good at it. We knew they'd be good at it and we got them into it. And it's like, no, 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 just just let them let them develop their own strengths. Let them find out what they are good at and, and tailor it to that. I think of Dead Poet Society and the dad who just couldn't bear the thought that his son would waste his education in drama and English, when he could go out and be a lawyer or a high-flying achiever. Kids need experiences tailored to their individual needs. All right, so what's your, what's your bonus one? Okay, the bonus one is – now, this I'm going to get kind of deep on this, but I think that this is missing incredibly in our society today. Our children need what I'm going to call cultural continuity and social cohesion. That is, they need to feel like they fit in. And this kind of goes into this ongoing nurturing relationship idea, but it crosses time, it crosses boundaries, it crosses relationships. Do they feel like they're part of your culture? Maybe it's a racial or an ethnic culture. Maybe it's a religious culture. Maybe it's a sporting culture. Whatever the culture of your family is, do they feel like they have cultural continuity, that they belong to something bigger than just them and the family? And do they feel like they fit into society? Like, do, is society coherent to them? It's it's like the village. Yes, yeah. You that are, I talk about all the time. Almost every podcast you talk about the village, and that's I'm bringing that in as a bonus one, as a sixth you one. You can't bring that. That's mine. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, but I, I used big words and made it sound. Yes, you did. Like a, it was PhD ish, right? But let's just dumb it down a little <laughs> bit. It's a village, everybody. But the kids need to feel like they're in the village, not just the parents. Yeah, totally, and. I, I've talked about this lots, you know, the opportunity that they have other big people in their life, other adults, other yes. individuals who are interested and invested in them. It makes all the difference. Yes, it does. Hey, a, a couple of last points that I want to touch on just in relation to our uh, anonymous callers ideas. The first is if we are materialistic as adults, and it sounds like in this context, certainly this person is with the inside knowledge judging that there's a high level of materialism here, we need to be mindful that our kids may place a higher value on materialistic things than on their relationships as they get older. They will learn from us. And I think it's just a warning for all of us to make sure that our our values are not misplaced. And I think the other thing is when we chase the dollars, we often kind of forget that it's like, I want my kids to have all the things that I didn't have. And I'm kind of like, why? Are you not happy with who you are? Did Why do the kids need to have all that stuff? Because they actually don't care. The kids are happy going on holidays in a tent. The kids are happy living in a standard three-bedroom home in suburbia so long as they've got really great relationships with their family and their friends and they can have those things. They're not asking for um, a Lamborghini or a Mustang or a well, BMW. Most of the time they're not. <laughs> okay, so maybe some of your teenage sons might be. But they're not asking for the fancy car in the driveway. They're not asking for the the ski trip. Oh, and by the way, I don't want it to be a ski trip to 
Threadbo in Australia. I'd like it to be to um, Queenstown. In fact, no, my friends are going to the Swiss Alps next year once COVID's gone. I'd like to go. They're not asking for that stuff as a general rule. They're just saying, hey, can we be together as a family? Can we have good relationships? You don't need big dollars. You don't need to have a big house. You don't need to have the, the fancy stuff for that. If you're chasing that stuff, my guess is it's not really for the kids. It's for you. And it's for your ego and so that you can look good. And that's not necessarily going to teach the kids the lessons that they need. Or even have the connections that they need. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Happy Families, anything that we haven't touched on that we need to uh, go through to... Do you remember this is the podcast for the Time Poor Parent? The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. I have just been... Sent you. Sent you. That's right. Hey, we really hope that this has been a helpful podcast. We hope that those irreducible needs of children have connected with you and helped you as you consider the way that you want to raise your kids. If you would like ongoing support to raise a happy family, because a happy family doesn't just happen, please check out our Happy Families memberships. All of the information you need is at happyfamilies.com.au. Happy Families.